episode of of the Stadium Journey podcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. Stadium Journey is the ultimate website for the traveling sports fan. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, contains over 2,500 stadium reviews, news items, and much more. And in addition to the website, we are all over social media. We have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. What else? I don't know. Those are the big ones. But <laughs> like, like, follow, comment, share, pick out your favorite platform, and get active. The Stadium Journey podcast is once again, if you didn't know this, we're part of the HI Talk Radio Network. You can find all of HIAC's great content, contact content by searching on your podcast app or on Spotify to search HIAC Talk Radio Network and just look for the new red and black logo. In addition, all of our old video podcasts are on the Stadium Journey YouTube channel. Perfect for binge watching. And if you're looking for the audio-only episodes of our back catalog, those can be found at vocnation.com. And if you ever want to watch the show live, the Stadium Journey podcast, live Tuesday nights at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash 83 A big what's up to everyone watching right now. And now here's our starting lineup. Dave Cotney is with us. Follow him at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found at Hunter. Dan Calachico, the above-average comedian is here. You can follow him at DanLaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me online at RI. And tonight, we are happy to be joined by Stadium Journey correspondent Eric Marino. Eric is from the great city of San Antonio, and he covers Central and Southern Texas for us. Eric, thanks for joining us tonight. Welcome to the show. Thank you, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here. All right, so our topic tonight is going to be Texas. Well, not all of Texas. Not all of Texas, no. Texas is a big damn state, so we're going to cover part of it. We won't get the whole thing tonight. The biggest. Yeah, so uh, you know what? Speaking of biggest, let's let's talk about, let's start off where it's biggest, in Houston. Yep. So Houston is the fourth biggest city in the country. Am I right? Yes, sir. But you never hear people say, hey, let's go to Houston. <laughs> so why, why doesn't Houston get love, or why should it get some love? I don't know. It should get a lot of love. It, uh, on top of it being a great uh, sports city, it really is. I mean, aside from you know the NHL, obviously, uh, it's got all the other major sports franchises. It's, got, it's a great college town. Uh, it, it's a great metropolitan city. I mean, it's very cosmopolitan. It's very diverse. I think uh, everybody should make uh, Houston a spot to visit. I mean, if you're looking for a getaway, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Aside from the weather and the traffic, which are huge drawbacks, I will not lie. Those are huge drawbacks if you're going to plan a vacation in Houston. Those are those are things you need to take into consideration. But if you want to go catch a ball game, there's 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 not many great places. There's not many better places, I should say, to go than, than, than going to Houston. You can catch, you know, MLB. You can catch NBA. You can catch NFL. You can catch MLS. And again, all there's all D1 sports there, right there in, in Houston. And and quite frankly, all the facilities are are top notch in my opinion. So yeah. Yeah. So I think tonight we're going to be talking a lot more. Uh, college than we usually do. When we talk about a city, we usually focus sure. on the big four sports. But like you were just saying, um, great MLS facilities, great Division One facilities. So um, where should we talk? I guess when we're we're in Texas, we should probably start our conversation with football, right? Yep. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. Where, where, where do y'all want to steer me? I, I've, I've made it my goal personally since I've been on Stadium Journey to hit all the college football stadiums across the great state of Texas. 
and I'm well on my way uh, to doing that on, uh, at this point in my five years here. So um, uh, personally, I'm a lifelong Longhorn fan. That's uh, DKR Memorial is my personal favorite stadium. So uh, I, I always like to start there. Uh, the, the Longhorn Stadium is right in the mouth, right in the middle of another renovation, uh, which is going to be a great thing to see uh, this coming season. They're redoing the one of the end zones. Going to have a nice, big, huge Longhorn embedded in the uh, one of the end zones. Got a brand new scoreboard, new seating. It's going to be a fantastic thing to see. So that's that's something to be looking out for uh, this coming season. I've actually so, been to Austin, and I've actually been to that stadium. And yeah, I mean, coming from the Northeast, it was just like wow. Yeah. But, Go ahead, Dave. So uh, one of my most favorite uh, 30 for 30s, actually it is my favorite 30 for 30, is the one called the Pony Excess, mm-hmm. which was all about uh, SMU yeah. and their um, receiving of the death penalty, which basically sure. just shut down the, the, whole, the whole football program. And a bit of an aside, uh, sort of a parallel, uh, a parallel consequence, of that death penalty was the death of the Southwest conference. Oh yeah. And basically the birth of the big 12. Yep. So some of those schools that were in the Southwest conference, which was a major conference took a step back. And one of those was the university of Houston. Yep. Because they made it into, well, I think, I believe they're in conference USA right now, or no, are they in the American American now? The American. So, does Houston belong with those other with those other schools? Does it belong with like Texas and or I guess I guess Texas A and M is sort of shifted right. off and they're in the SEC now. But does it belong with you know Texas and Texas Tech and uh, TCU, which is now in the Big Twelve, or are they really do they really belong in a in a smaller conference with like SMU. So up until the last two seasons, they, 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 so, you know, their last like three head coaches, they had, uh, well, unfortunately, Art Bryles, who he's, you know, bitten by the scandal bug there in Baylor, you know, he, he, you know, took them a huge step forward and they had Kevin Sumlin took them a huge step forward. And then Tom Herman, another step forward. So they had these big name coaches at Houston who took them, Pretty far. They, they, they were in conference, you say. They made it step up to American Conference. And they were big time players in the American Conference. They were winning big bowl games there. They got Dana Holgerson, who came from West Virginia, a big time coach from a Big 12 school to come down there. So they, they obviously they took a big step backwards this last year, but, you know, we're going to give them a mulligan for, for a COVID season. But I think with a step forward in the American Conference, which is, you know, the de facto sixth major power conference. I mean, it really is. The, the schools in the American Conference, they, they could easily be with Cincinnati, with UCF. Any one of those schools could easily be winning big games in a power five division. I think Houston, it's just a matter of if not of when, not if they belong in the Big 12. But yeah, there was a, a big push a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago, when they were talking conference realignment for Houston to be part of the Big 12 um, and back with the rest of the former Southwest Conference schools. Uh, that kind of died down again when the Big 12 made that what I think was a, a bad call to stay at 10 schools because they were I don't know how true the rumors were of the, of the schools they were reaching out to they were the the big dream school having Notre Dame come to the Big 12 was just kind of ridiculous in my opinion I mean there's that's that's not never going to happen but you know they're, they're for whatever reason the the the, you know, the presidents and the, the athletic directors are are stuck on this 10 which 
if they stay this way, the, the Big 12 can't sustain at 10. But, you know, at some point, they're going to have to either expand or, or dissolve. And if they do expand, Houston's the next logical one to bring in. So I think at some point, if they do expand, Houston's the one they're going to bring in. And they can't, you know, what they've done, they have some really big boosters there in Houston. Tillman Fertitta is one of their, their huge big boosters there, who's like one of the big restaurateur. Uh, he's a big, you know, one of the, yeah, he's a big booster for the University of Houston. Uh, the TDC, TD Texas, TDEC, I can't remember, TDECU Stadium. They redid the whole football field there in Houston. It's it's a gorgeous stadium. They redid the, the basketball arena there. It's also gorgeous. They redid the best, the baseball stadium. Whole brand new facilities there with their five years old, gorgeous facilities. Yeah, Houston is 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 poised to be a big player and big time college sports. What's what's the capacity at the football stadium now as compared to like Texas uh, or, or Texas A&M? It's, Obviously it's not, not. Yeah, not it's not anywhere near capacity there. There may be about half capacity. You know, Texas and Texas A&M are well over hundred thousand seating capacity. They're not. Yeah maybe half that at, at Houston, but you know, there's very few, uh, you know, anywhere in big time college football, they're going to be over a hundred thousand. So that's not, that's something to be ashamed of, of being half that. So, yeah. And, and how does, how does the university of Houston play out in, in a major league city? Uh, uh, you know, obviously, you know, university of Texas totally owns Austin sure. and, and, you know, there's nothing in college station, uh, you know, Lubbock, same sort of deal. You know, essentially college towns for the most part, um, but you know the the University of Houston uh, is in a big city. Sure. So h- how does how does Houston athletics, basketball, football, how does that fare against the NFL, against the NBA? The sure. NBA? They they do have a strong alumni base, but again, that's just it's the same kind of fate that they that a lot of other you know major cities have. Uh, there's a lot of options in Houston to do when 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 the when the program is good, there's going to be a lot bigger draw. But if they're not doing very well, again, they're going to have a, a struggle bringing in a, a, a filling up a facility. But again, that's just the same with any kind of major, you know, franchise. Like I said, when the Astros were really bad, they had a hard time filling up, you know, Minute Maid Park. But then when they've been really good the last five years, you can't get a ticket to get in there. So this is kind of the same thing with with the with the athletics program at Houston. And and surprisingly, I think, um, you know, everybody knows the big three TV markets in the states, right? You know. New York, Los Angeles, Chicago. Yeah. It just rolls off. But number four is yeah. Houston. Yep. That's what I said, man. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. We're a big deal. <laughs> big deal down there. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. Let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the pro facilities over there in Houston. Sure. So, you got uh, – is it still called Reliance Stadium? Uh, we're NRG Stadium now for the Texans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I have a hard time keeping up. Yeah, with the it's a hard time keeping up with the, all the name changes. But yeah, NRG. And, you know, obviously that's that's a fantastic facility because it's hosted not only the Texans, but several Super Bowls. Yep, it's a, it's a great facility. Um, I think it obviously gets overshadowed by what's going on up in Arlington with the with the Cowboys. But uh, yeah, it, it, it really, to my opinion, in my opinion, it's, it, you know, it, it's not much of a step backwards. I mean, obviously it doesn't have all the all the bells and whistles and have the largest you know, jumbotron in the world or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's really great. I, I, I've enjoyed watching the games that I've seen there. Um, they've, they've done a really good job with, you know, with the, with obviously the, you know, the food with the, with the amenities. Uh, you, you, there's really not many, anything, something like a bad seat in the stadium. Uh, the, the prices for what they are, are, are relative, are really reasonable for an NFL game. 
um, yeah, I've really enjoyed every time I've gone to see a game there. So yeah, I, I really like uh, I really like NRG. And Houston was sneaky. Like they were never supposed to get that team. Yeah. That was supposed to be the Los Angeles team. Mm-hmm. And, oh, really? And Los yeah. Angeles dropped totally the ball. into that one, yeah. They dropped the ball. Like they were, well, I think at that time too, it was the height of USC, right? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, who cares? We got, we got Reggie Bush. We're paying him big bucks anyway, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, that, they, they really backed into it. Uh, that was supposed to be Los Angeles's franchise and they just were not together and, Okay, fine. Be like that, Houston. Here you go. Yeah, uh, you can you can say what you can, you know, what you want, you want about how the teams have run over the years, especially <laughs> the last uh, handful yeah. of seasons. But uh, yeah, they they they've done a really good job as far as uh, what as far as the what they've done for the facilities. It's really you know that you really can't say anything bad about NRG as far as uh, what they're actually what they've actually where the Texans play. Yeah, it's really top notch. Now, how is the how is the reaction? Like has has Houston really fully embraced the Texans, or do they still have a little bit of a longing for for the baby blue for the? Oh, I was gonna ask that same question. Yeah, Earl uh, Campbell I, I, it's, and it's strange. And the like Oilers. You say that, yeah. I my my our house growing up, like I said, we're one of the rare San Antonio Oiler households growing up. My family came from outside of Texas, so I'm I'm a first generation Texan, and so my family was anti cowboy. You know, they were just so we're like the, one of the rare San Antonio non-cowboy households in, in, in this area. So, you know, we were, we were Oilers fans. And when they left, it's like, no, I'm not going to be a t- Titans fan or Houston Oilers or Tennessee Oilers fan, which is just weird at times. So I just had no NFL team for a long time. And I've, I've slowly come to embrace the Texans. They're just not quite the same as, as they were with the Oilers, but I, I, I root for them. Um, but, you know, I think it's, there's these, this whole generation who have no idea who the Houston Oilers are. There's like, well, there's like, yeah, there's like, they have no idea there was a team before the Texans. So I think they, they have become Houston's team. Um, yeah, but outside of Houston, there's, it's still just this cowboy country anywhere outside of Harris County, which, you know, encompasses greater Houston. There's just nowhere you'll find Texans, anything outside of there. So, yeah. I was going to ask that question. How is the state divided as far as? Yeah, this is not divided at all. It's not divided. It's not divided. It's a little little circle around Harris County, (laughs) everything outside of that. Yeah. There's a a cowboy country. There's, there's a, a a three mile radius around the stadium, Eric's house. And that's yeah. it. Everything little, else small cowboys. little dot here, here. And it's just me. <laughs> There's nobody else in the household. This is my wife could care less about it. So it's just me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And Houston also has uh Minute Maid Park, the home of the, uh, oh, the Astros. 2018, yeah. 2018. Yeah. 20, no, yeah. Uh, 20, those Red Sox. 17. 17. 17. Yeah. 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 World yeah. champion. Uh, Travis was, uh, loving Houston Astros. Yeah. 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 My, uh, that my first, baseball game was the Astrodome many, many years ago. And then, of course, I have cousins in Houston, so they're big Astros fans. So always grew up with that cousin, always talking junk about the Astros. So when they finally won in 2017, oh, at least my team has won in memory. So Scandal came and I said, at least least my team, the Mets, didn't have to cheat. But uh, I do like Minute Maid Field. It's a very funky ballpark. it doesn't look like any other ballpark in in Major League Baseball. You went from this this Astrodome to this cigar box of a stadium. Uh, what about you? Did uh, did you grow up going to Astros games from San yeah. Antonio? Or? So yeah, so it's kind of funny. So again, my family, my my dad grew up in Chicago, so they came here, you know, in the in the late seventies from Chicago. They 
I had the unfortunate, you know, uh, the unfortunateness of growing up a Cubs fan. So like my dad could have picked anybody. Yeah, you know, he picked the Cubs. So I had to grow up a Cubs fan. So I had to grow up my whole life basically being miserable as a baseball fan, especially with the Astros just right up the road here from us. So the only time I got to see the Cubs was when we'd go see the Astros. So I every summer we'd go and see the Astros. And I would invariably see the Astros just beat the Cubs like two out of three games every time we'd go up there. So yeah, every summer we'd see we'd go see the Astros and the Cubs and the Astrodome. So I was kind of glad when they, you know, just stopped having the Astrodome. Then <laughs> and I could go and just be happier during my summers. But yeah, when they opened up Enron and later Minute Maid Park, yeah, it it's was it, it it's it's curious to see look at it now. Like when I'd go see the Astrodome, just this be I would think it's just this massive ballpark. Like, oh my god, this thing is just so huge. And then I look at it next to where it's right next door to where NRG is now. It's like, right. oh my god, it's so tiny. Look at it now. It's just kind of cute looking at it now. But yeah, looking at it compared to where uh, Minute Maid Park is, it's just Minute Maid's really nice. So they did a really good job with it. They incorporated all the kind of the really the cool things about downtown Houston into this ballpark. You know, it's it's built on top of the old train depot. So that's why they had that train in there. And it's right next to where the brewery is. So they got the brewery kind of incorporated into the ballpark and they got rid of the hill in the outfield, which was kind of weird, which was glad that was kind of a weird thing. I don't know if you guys remember that they had an actual hill built in the center field. So there was yeah, but it, was, it wasn't really a little hill. It was kind of it, it, was, really a, it, was, a hill. it, was, it was an incline. Yeah. So, yeah, you just see Craig Biggio kind of impale himself onto the center field. You know, outfield. So that was kind of like they got rid of that, which was kind of cool. So that was they had all these weird quirky things into it. So, but it, it's it's kind of neat. To, it's a great place to see a ball game. Which and then the Cubs have kind of gotten back into it the last you know five years. So I don't have to be miserable every time I go up there now, which makes it even better. So yeah. Well, what it one of the things that uh, maybe close to home for us, maybe not everybody knows this, but um, Stadium Journeys Origins are directly linked to the Houston Astros. Ah. So it was uh, when when Paul Sweeney was in a, a conference in, in Houston, he was supposed to be doing stuff, uh, whatever he was supposed to be doing, and he was at the Astrodome <laughs> watching Astros games, and, and the idea of Stadium Journey was born there. Nice. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if our listeners are aware, but the Astrodome is still standing, Eric. You, yeah. you mentioned that it's right next to a NRG Stadium. And, yeah, like you said, it looks tiny. It's tiny. It is, yeah. looks tiny next it's, to it. This was labeled as the, the seventh wonder, wonder of the world. Eighth yeah. wonder of the world, yeah, yeah. when it was built. Yeah. It's just so tiny. So it's, it's, I wish they would do something with it. It's still yeah, up in the air. It's going to be an indoor park. It was going to be like a shopping center. It was going to be just a parking garage. It's yeah, it's, I wish they would do something with it just because of how you know historic it is. But yeah, but do they, they get are keeping one day. it up. They're not. They're yeah, they keeping it up. They can't tear it down just because of its yeah. historic value. But yeah, it's still. Yeah, it's you guys, you yeah, guys I mean, have to understand. Like, this used to be like it wasn't just a sports complex, right? Yeah, Astro World, Six Flags Astro World was a yeah. cr- barely a, it wasn't even really across the street. Well, I guess it was across the big Fire highway, but it was like right there. Like you yeah. could go there and then go right to the Astro Dome to see a game, and then a- all this stuff opened up, and then <laughs> Astro World fell apart. Yeah, I just saw a video about it a couple months ago. I was like, I had no idea that was there, and it's like that yeah. immediately raised my um, awareness of that area around bigger. It was like. Man, this was a like a hub, and now they don't they use one building sitting there now. It's annoying. Yeah, yeah even even there was an arena there, I believe that got knocked down as well. Yep. Yeah. So do they? Yeah. Does, it's a small does, arena. Was that the summit? 
Yeah, well, the, well well, the summit is now a church. Yeah, the summit's a uh, church now. So yeah, there's, there's another. There's arena. a there's no, a different arena. Yeah. There? No, there was the uh, uh, Astro Arena. Yeah, the Astro Arena. Small little arena, I think. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it was very tiny. I don't think it was anything glamorous, but uh, Joe Osman, I think, took the old summit, made oh. that into oh. the giant church. <laughs> yeah, my wife the wanted to go there. Yeah, yeah, that's the sub. My wife so wanted to go to the old thousand seat church. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It is huge. Yeah, um, she. I would. I would like to go there just to see the the old basketball arena. Only time you're going to get me to see any kind of those uh, born again Christian churches, but very impressive. The amount of people he gets. <laughs> yeah, they do have, they do have sections of it, of the old summit in the Toyota center, like where they have the retired, you know, the jerseys and stuff for like a Kimolage one and direct. So they do have sections of the old, the old floor, which is kind of cool to see. So, you know, they, they actually um, kept, it was Astro arena. That was also, Reliant Arena, and it's now called NRG Arena. I don't know if it's still standing, but it was incorporated, uh, yeah. Mark. Does the Astrodome, like, do they have any dates for anything, like RV shows or anything? Or No, it, it, so they, it, it, was, it was really kind of falling apart at one point. They used to have, like, you know, like so they used to have, they used to try to hold, like, high school football games in there and things like that, but then, like, so the AstroTurf was starting to come up, and then, like, the parts of the roof were starting to they come down when the hurricane started coming through, they just shut it all down. They just, you know, they couldn't keep up with everything, so they just have just, you know, not let anybody in there. So, yeah, they just now let kind of Billy Bob Thornton roam, roam the sidelines yeah. for, for his big football so games. Or... And then, yeah, it's just <laughs> now it's just now it's just storage, which is kind of sad. And it and that and the, the reality was that game wasn't even at the Astros, wasn't even at that stadium. So, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. just a movie thing. <laughs> yep, so, yeah, bastards, bastards, so, yeah. <laughs> Consulting. Um, that used to be a um, just to just to nerd out a little bit. That used to be a monster truck mecca. Was the Astrodome? They used to have. <laughs> yeah. You guys laugh. You can laugh at me all you want. I don't care. They used to have truck. That's shit. They used to stick twenty monster trucks in that building and have forty five thousand people there. It also is one of my favorite. We were talking about wrestling off air, and then I'll be quiet for the rest of the show. I'll go back to being quiet. <laughs> right. It's my favorite embarrassing. WCW moment where like the, oh. <laughs> they yeah. had a they had a nitro there the year before where they had like thirty thousand right which for a Monday night weekly wrestling event at the Astro Dome sure great the very next year I think they had six thousand <laughs> just this wide shot because it starts in the day for Texas that night broadcast so you can see the sun coming through and just space. <laughs> it's one of my favorite shots ever when you knew you're like, Oh boy, that's bad. So uh, Houston, let's we'll, we'll shift gears just a sure. bit. So Houston in the seventies was a hockey hotbed. Mm-hmm. They had the Houston arrows, mm-hmm. one of the kind of premier uh, WHA teams. They brought, Gordy Howe out of retirement and he was able to play with his sons there before they moved on to new England slash Hartford, whatever. Um, they were in AHL city for the longest time and now there's nothing, nothing. So, yeah. so, so what's the, what's the hockey situation looking like in Houston? Are they are, like, are they just hiding in the, in the weeds, hoping to 
to yeah, they had pick an off air- a, a team that's going to move or I don't know. I haven't heard anything about them trying or- to yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about them trying to get any kind of yeah, hockey at all. That they the, the arrows used to be. I mean, up until I want to say five six years ago, there was an arrows in of some form AHL, there. But yep. Yeah, yeah, but then they, IHL they folded. And AHL. Yeah, then they folded, and yeah, there, there's been no talk at all as far as I know about them bringing anything back there. Same thing here in San Antonio. Right. Uh, we had a minor league franchise with the Spurs that owned it, and then they went away. So, uh, but yeah, we, we we've had minor league hockey here for a long time too, and then yeah, for whatever reason, it's just uh just gone away. So I hopefully something will happen here at some point. But yeah, I don't know. You, you'd think at some point that, that Houston would try to get a uh, some form of uh, hockey at some point. I, I don't know why they've never tried to get a, an NHL franchise. Houston, that's never been a, yeah, it's only Gary Bettman talking every time he wants somebody yeah. to get a new. Yeah, arena. they're always in the conversation, but I, I don't think ever. As a as a prime contender for an expansion team or a, a relocated team, huh? Yeah. Well, so and, that uh, number four big TV money, right? Like, you think so? I mean, I don't know. All right, so uh, I guess sh- shall we go up the road a little bit? Um, ah, I just turned Siri on somehow. Um, <laughs> so San, An- let's talk uh, San Antonio, the other big uh, southern. All right, Texas. let's do it. No, but let's let's give some of our listeners, like for those of us who live in the Northeast, kind of a, a scope. How far away from say Houston is San Antonio? All right, so we do in Texas. We don't do miles. We do we do hours. Hours, yeah. right? Yeah, we do hours. How far things are apart. That's how you know. You're from Texas. We do farm. So our Houston is about, depending on traffic, we can do three, three and a half hours, three hours. We can just say conservatively three hours away. Uh, okay. It's uh, more Eastern than anything else. So, yeah. Well, by the way, here in um, New England, we also do hours, but you yeah. never have to go over two. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm always amazed by people who aren't from like, who are in other parts of the world, like in your part of the world, we all are crossing like numerous states in that amount of time. I was like, how do you guys get that far in that amount of time? We're, we're, we're not even out of like our county in that amount of time. <laughs> that just blows my mind. So, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can be in like six states in three hours. No, that just blows my mind. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the time it takes me to get to Dallas, you're already driven. Like, down the East Coast. It's like, wow, well, how do you do that? Now, Dallas to San Antonio is fairly close, right? No, uh, that's or- about. Four and a half, Austin, five hours. Austin, Austin is an way. hour and a half. So yeah. 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 We're looking at Houston over here, San Antonio about here, and Dallas is up here. Yeah. Austin is and an North hour and a half kind north. Of in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Austin is an hour and a half north. And then in, you know, farther north than that is the Dallas forward there. Okay. You Americans gotta get like real maps. None of this like hand stuff and <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What were you? What were we doing? Did we do Washington last week? Was a hand? Washington was <laughs> this is Washington. <laughs> And then uh, this is Michigan. Eric the peanut guy brought that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Texas is big. Texas is a big old chest. I mean, a big old map. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, San Antonio, uh, another city, always seems to be in the in the conversation. Yeah. Who wants to move or when a team or no? Yeah. We just talked about expansion, but so still yeah. only with the Spurs. Yeah. So, uh, I'm again, I'm a lifelong San Antonian and. Anybody who's a lifelong San Antonio, we have, I guess you would call it like severe little brother syndrome here. So like we're always feeling it from the bigger city, from Dallas, from Houston. Even now we're getting it from Austin, which has an MLS team, which which we feel like should have come to us. So anytime that uh, anybody's talking about expansion, we're hearing it again with the rumblings with Major League Baseball talking about the, the A's moving again. It's been talked about with the Rays moving. 
So anytime there's already anybody talking about moving, we're like, we're poking our head up. We've got, we've got the land, we've got the facilities, come on down here. And invariably they're just kind of using us and, you know, moving on to somewhere else or just getting a new stadium at home. So yeah. Yeah. That's just how it seems to go with us all the time. So, so yeah. what is it about now, San Antonio? Was... Why, why are they always the bridesmaid? It, it, it always comes down to, they say our, our TV market's not big enough, which, you know, technically we're the seventh largest city in, San, in, in the country, which we are population wise, number seven. But TV market wise, we're we're pretty low down uh, on the list. So yeah. Mm. Now, what was the sediment? I know San Antonio was trying to get an MLS team at one time. Yeah. They left one league to join another. They thought they were going to get a team all of a sudden. Austin. Yeah. Has that ticked off a lot of people? Oh yeah. In San Antonio. Oh yeah. Or yeah. is it okay? So there yeah. is sediment. I, that's what I thought because. Yeah. There's a. There's they left a, the North American Soccer League. Yeah, they left one league to go to another league, which yeah, there was some yeah. dirty play there, and then yeah. they get screwed over down the road. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a already a pretty strong, healthy rivalry between Austin and San Antonio to begin with, just to just because of the proximity, and because of you know Austin's always they're the cooler city than San Antonio. Like, again, we're always the little brother. We're always we're always kind of feeling at. So when they got the MLS franchise over us, that they just kind of. There's a strong San Antonio has a strong soccer population as it we're we're pretty soccer forward normally we yeah. have a, we're we're pretty we're pretty pro soccer in the city uh, so when they got it over us there's like we're never going to see that town we're never going there and so yeah it's it's pretty strong at this point so I mean and it, it'll and probably it was, boil yeah, over I mean, at some point it was we'll backwards it, right so. like San Antonio was going through the expansion yeah program. yeah. So they, they, yeah, that we started again. We started out with the North American, the whatever the, yeah, the NASL or whatever it was with the the Scorpions, and then, then that franchise sold yeah. to the Spurs. We went to the USL. Where we have you know San Antonio FC, and then you know depending on what you believe, that was just the next step into getting the MLS franchise, which they the Spurs put all the money into renovating that franchise. We they added room to even grow that stadium even more to add the more the more seating in there to, to bring it up to MLS standards, and then you know Austin just kind of swoops in and you know takes from and it us. and it was such a, a backdoor deal yeah um, yeah no it's and it kind of hurt the north american soccer league that's when they were in first but you know yeah. I, look, I look at san antonio like nobody wanted to go to vegas yeah nhl went in there huge success raiders are there now oakland's contemplating it as, as a possibility yeah you know the spurs have been quite successful in san antonio i I could see MLS. I could see baseball. I could see uh, NFL doing quite well in, in San Antonio with with the right venue. Uh, yeah. Uh, if I'm, any team ever shows up in San Antonio, what which one do you think will work the best? I think we. Or we what I think we've, yeah, I think we've shown that we can we can we can support any sports league at this point. When anytime so, we've had one of these fly by night pro football leagues at startups. You know, we we're invariably at the top of the of the attendance league whenever they come in here. San Antonio, we've had like I don't know nine of these things at this point. We're you know these the defunct football leagues. We're always at the top of the attendance leagues. Um, yeah, the the soccer teams, the the you know whichever ones we've had here, they've always been at the top of the attendance. Hockey's have always done well. Our minor league baseball teams always done well. Whenever they they they, well, they haven't done it in a couple of years, but they they bring in the you know the Rangers and and the Astros. They used to do uh, an exhibition three game series at the Alamo Dome that always sells out for three games. You know we we've proven at this point that we can have whatever at this point, and I think the fans will support it. 
Uh, the NFL, that's a little iffy because, again, this is a Cowboys town, and I think that's kind of been the draw, the, the, the sticking point that the, 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 the league always kind of points to. That the, you know, when you look at the TV ratings, it's Dallas and then San Antonio. Those are the, the big you know, ratings at, uh, for the Cowboys. Those are the two. You know, so it, it may not be NFL. But I think anything else would would be do well would do well here. And again, with the, for what they've shown with the Spurs, uh, for you know the loyalty that the, the San Antonio fans have shown over the years, I think you know that that shows what the what we're capable of here. So has the uh, little brother syndrome extended to the? I don't even know what you want to call it with the with the missions, uh, the San Antonio missions as they they were they got up to AAA. Did they actually play a season at AAA? Yeah, they played a season at AAA, and then again, and then they were dropped down with yeah. the big. Yeah, that that was unfortunate. That was unfortunate, just because I think that uh, you know they really wanted to get a new stadium built, and there's just I mean where they wanting where they wanting to build it, there's just not room to build. They, they want so I don't, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the way San. Whenever they show San Antonio on TV, whenever they show something, they're showing our downtown with the Riverwalk and all that, the, the Alamo. That's where everybody wants things to be. And there's just not any kind of real estate for a baseball stadium downtown there. There's just not anything for that, especially for a minor league facility. And that's where everybody who wants something wants it to be. And that's just not going to be, they're not going to build a triple A stadium for something like that. Major league baseball, they would find room for it, but not, not a, not a minor league stadium. So, yeah. So yeah, I was going to mention how, yeah, not only did you guys get screwed by MLS, you got screwed by minor league baseball, Yeah. Um, but they didn't, the city did not build a new stadium. No, but yeah, they've had the yeah they've had this one open since you know early '90s, and it's they've they renovated over and over over the years. But uh, I think it's just going to be where they're they're either going to build one in another part of town, or they're going to keep revamping this one. But they're not going to build something like uh, what what these owners have wanted to to do. So yeah. So is this an issue where the city would have to replace the Alamo Dome to re- to attract somebody new? Yeah, unfortunately, and then I don't think that's where they want to do. I mean, the, the Alamo Dome still, even without uh, a permanent tenant there. I mean, we have my beloved UTSA Roadrunners in there. You know, that's a, they have a, a lease through twenty thirty, so that's that's uh, you know, each for college football that's in there. The Alamo Bowl's in there. Uh, that's where all the major concerts come through. Uh, Dan, you know, monster trucks. That's where the monster truck rally goes through every year. So I mean, it's it's got a lot of draw through there. So. I mean, to, to tear the Alamo Dome down, they're going to have to replace that. So, you know, it's just a, one of those kind of catch-22 things. I mean, you're going to you have to tear something down and where are you going to put stuff in the, in the, in the interim? So, yeah. Nice. But, yeah, it's, it's the, that's the, the prime real estate where they, everybody wants to be. It's within walking distance of all that stuff uh, in San Antonio. Now, is the Alamo Dome like one of those – sometimes I look at some of the facilities that where outsiders look at at them and they go, oh wow, that's terrible. You know, I mean, the Tropicana Field is comes to mind. Yeah. Oh wow, how could you? It's in Florida. How could you play inside in Florida? That makes no yeah. sense. But if you're a resident, you know, playing inside in 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 July in Florida is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So is is the Alamo Dome like that, where kind of outsiders are looking at it as like, yeah, you know, it's not really, but but the the folks that that live there are just fine with it. Uh, you know. Uh, it, it's got a soft spot. If, you, if you, we've lived with it for a long time, it's you know, we you know, I think it's kind of you know, we we love it for what it is. You know, it, it's ours, so you know, we, we like it's, it's not great. I mean, as I've gone through my travels and, and seen the other facilities around <laughs> around our fair state, and I've seen what they have, like God, I wish I had that. But you know, this is what we have, so I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace it. 
uh, yeah, it, 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 they've, they've done their best to renovate what they have. But yeah, again, aside from, you know, tearing it down and starting from scratch, that's, this, there's really not a better option, which even that is not a great option at this point. I was going to say, is there anything that they, that they could do that would make it better at this point or is yeah. it kind of topped it, it, out? Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. There's really not much they could do with it at this point. So, yeah. So for, for people who don't know a whole lot about San Antonio, you, you mentioned everybody show whenever you see a game on television, they show the Riverwalk, yeah. they show the Alamo. There's got to be more to San Antonio than that. Oh, yeah. Tons more. Tons more. I mean, that's just the the, the, you hit the touristy things are in that part of the city. That's where everybody kind of goes. It's Yeah, it's got the, the Hemisphere Park, which is where they had Hemisphere in 68, which is where the, the big tower is. So all the, the fancy restaurants are not in that area. Yeah, that's that's kind of where the draw of the city is. So, but you know, there's, you know, the, the, the city is, is really diverse. I mean, it's the, it's a minority majority city. So we're, we're very, you know, you know it, it, we're a Hispanic, you know, majority city. So obviously that's part of the big culture, but we have a large German population and a large Asian population. So it's, it's really diverse. And there's, there's any, anywhere you go in the city, you're going to find something cool for, you know, for my money. So, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the hemisphere. I, I, that, Reminded me of the old Hemisphere Arena. Hemisphere Arena, yep. My first Spurs yep. game was the Hemisphere Arena, so yeah, I have fond memories of it. Yeah, I don't know if this is still the case, but at one time, Texas actually had more professional hockey teams than Canada did. Wow, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine that's the case anymore, because yeah, I know a lot of them have since folded, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the uh, Odessa Jackalopes. The Odessa Jackalopes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. The Odessa Jackalopes. Yeah. <laughs> the Western Pro Hockey League, man. And those had some of the best logos you ever uh, seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was. Amarillo to, Gorillas? I was Amarillo to deviate it just from just to sidetrack a little bit. I always found it weird. Like, I, I went to go to one of those games in Odessa. I was like, God, these guys are like from, you know, Lithuania. And like, what could they be thinking when they get off, you know, the plane and they're like in Odessa? Like, how, what could be going through their minds? Like, God, they come from, from here and they're stuck in the middle of West Texas. What could that, the culture shock be going on for those guys? Like, I just can't even imagine. So, <laughs> so if you got like, if there's one, uh, you know, sporting experience um, in San Antonio, you can only do one. Is it, is it the Spurs? Is that? Yeah. And, and how does, and how does this, how do the Spurs, how does the Spurs experience compare to, let's say, uh, the Rockets or, or uh, even the, the, the Dallas Mavericks or. Yeah. So again, going back to that little, little brother thing, I'm, I'm, I'm loath to give the Rockets any kind of credit for anything. So I, I always will pick the Spurs uh, over, over the Rockets. Uh, yeah. If, when you're coming to San Antonio, you have to see a Spurs game. It's uh, when, when they're, when they're, you know, the last two seasons, they've been down, unfortunately, but when the Spurs have been great, the, there's really nothing like seeing a game at AT and T Center. The, the the fans really show out. They they pack it. Uh, they're they're engaged the entire time. And uh, the for for from un, the one drawback to the AT and T Center is unfortunately where it's at. It's on the on the, the eastern part of the city, away from yeah again where I said where all the fun stuff is downtown. But it's not that far of a drive to downtown. But yeah, the, the AT and T Center is really the the, the a state of the art facility uh, in the NBA, in, in my opinion, anyway. So yeah, it's really. It's really a lot of fun to go to games there. I, I know up in Toronto, it's uh, there, there is a soft spot for the Spurs, uh, right. partially because there's still a lot of love for DeMar DeRozan, but mostly yeah. because whatever happened between the Spurs doctors and Kawhi say, Leonard. I'm not going to say his name anymore. So we're not going <laughs> to mention his the name. The Raptors, the Raptors yeah. made out like bandits on that yeah. one. Yeah. 
but yeah. but how big? Oh, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, like how how big of a personality is is Greg Popovich in San Antonio versus, let's say, you know, Tim Duncan or or David Robinson? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think I can overstate how how big of a, a mark he's left on not just the franchise but the city. I mean, uh, between him and Tim Duncan, I don't think uh, there would be a Spurs if, if either of them have left uh, at any point here. I mean, when when Tim Duncan's contract was up after the 99 season I mean he was going to be a free agent uh, there was serious talk if he would have left to go to Orlando like there was talk of there was serious talk of that we would have not have gotten the AT&T Center and then the Spurs would have relocated at that point so I don't think uh, yeah there was you know Popovich was the general manager and head coach at the time so he played a huge part in keeping Duncan here so you know he keeps Duncan here Spurs stay here you know we win four more titles at that point so yeah I don't think there's a you can't overstate the the, the legacy that the uh, that Popovich is uh, left on the, on the city. And on the, yeah. Now is, and, and is there not a more underrated dynasty? No, than the, don't, than the don't Spurs dynasty? That's, a whole, that's a whole other conversation. You, don't you, get me started. Uh, you can, we can go on and on and on about how underrated the Spurs are. Oh no, of, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever the, the, I think the, the, the latest thing that kind of gets the Spurs fans go to, I'm sure you guys have seen the, the when the, when ESPN Twitter has done their, greatest oh espn twitter can go to hell i think they just do it to troll san antonio fans the greatest trios in nba history which one would you want would you want the guys from the the brooklyn nets or the guns from the boston celtics like hello you know hello we're (laughs) we won five nba NBA titles yeah to me the best the best trio in san antonio history is tim duncan david robinson and some guy named Fred. Who cares? Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. It's just a uh, yeah. But you know, Ginobili and Parker do. <laughs> yeah. It just uh, it just kind of gets our go. I I, so, I just yeah. find San Antonio so fascinating because, you know, the media types are all about you know Lakers, Celtics, yeah. Dynasty, yeah, yeah. But when the Spurs were winning, it was, you know, like there were. Yeah. I'm sure there were TV executives jumping out of windows, like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was I, that popular. <laughs> I, I I know we've, we've the Spurs have gotten this label of being boring, but I was like I don't I don't know how you could watch Manu Ginobili and call him boring. I know Tim what? Duncan wasn't the I like the New Jersey Doubles. Yeah, yeah. No, whoa, 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 no, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. They were called no, boring. No, they're not they comparable the because Cup. they are boring. But you know, yeah. but but yeah, I, they were I, boring. Just like San Antonio was good. No, boring. that no, there's no so way Manu wasn't boring. Manu's no boring. way. Tony Parker wasn't a boring player. I mean, Tim Duncan wasn't a quote machine. For, for I'm sure. sitting the, here defending Texas media, over the devils. The national media considered the devils and the Spurs. They didn't get any love or respect for winning their multiple championships during. There's uh, one a thing period. that there's one thing that myself, uh, a schmuck from Philly, and a schmuck from DC, and a schmuck from California, and any other hockey fan can agree from all over the world is that the Devils were boring. <laughs> And they also yeah, had, they, they yeah, also they had, they, they also had Bartan Brodeur. They also like to injure yeah. our players, but that's another podcast for another time. Oh, well, uh, Lindros will get injured just sneezing. <laughs> that, that's not just true, but you know, <laughs> shitty team, <laughs> shitty fan. Scotty Stevens. Okay. All right. Where were we? <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, again, I could go on, but yeah, like I said, the at some point they, uh, the, you know, the Spurs got labeled as being boring, and uh, yeah, it just kind of just stuck, and it's uh, it's an unfortunate thing we've kind of had to live with for, you know, twenty five years. So yeah. 
right, so I guess uh, this might be appropriate. Yeah, the, the Spurs. Yeah, I don't think they ever got their their, their proper due. Yeah. Um, Dude, it but, was to the point where I was looking up something like during the NBA championship last year. I was like, wait, wait, dynasties. But, but, but why, why don't people ever bring up the Spurs? I forget. Yeah. Because even I was like, I forgot. Yeah. I they won like, their four titles over how, how many years? Five. Five. Four titles in five, five years? Yeah. yeah. We got five titles. We got five titles spread out over, yeah, 99 to 2014. That was our week, you know, so, you know. And the, and the, but 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 she, but but the other dynasties, even though they're broken up, those are definitely dynasties. And I'm like, that's not, yeah, that's not how that works at all. Yeah. So, eh, you know, eh, again, I could go, I could go on and on and on. And on so, you know. Well, you know, I mean, I tell you this: when ESPN does their oh Chicago championship wins, they always forget the White Sox. So they they. They, they do weird things like that. So yeah. San Antonio's not that not one. Good. I'll I'll give you that one because I actually forgot the black uh, the the White Sox won a World Series exactly recently, yeah. and I watched the video that had the last play of every World Series, and I forgot '93 was coming, so I got triggered again. Uh, <laughs> you know why? Because Boston Boston had won the year before, and all of a sudden the White Sox are like. Well, heck, we have a one-one. Yeah, let's, we got we got our own drought to worry about here. Yeah, yeah. I have another sock here. Let's do it. Oh. And then the White Sox one came up. I was like, uh, Jesus Christ, I have no memory of that play. What? So at every other play, I was like, I remember how that one ended. And who did the White Sox sweep in that World Series? I, I, I could. I had no. Idea. So you're right. You're right about that Houston, one. Houston Astros. Okay. But the Spurs oh, one, yeah. conf- the the Spur <laughs> talk to confused me. It legitimately confused me because talk about all these other. Um, uh, sports teams that will have a championship and then a year off and then, and then another year off and then a championship, then a year off the championship. I'm like, but the, but the, yeah. Sp- okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, since we're traveling around South Texas, I guess uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't. And I'm sorry if this triggers you a little bit, Eric, let's talk about Austin. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's it's, you know, again, uh, I'm good. They said I, I'm a lifelong Longhorns fan, so that's right up there. I, I do have a soft spot for Austin, so yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. So yeah, what, what yeah, what I, I visited Austin once, uh, for my 50th birthday, we went down and we visited Dallas. And while we were there, we trucked down to uh, Austin because we went and saw the Round Rock Express, yeah, Express, yeah. And so we spent that day in, uh, in Austin, and yeah, that campus right in the middle of downtown, you've got yeah. the state capitol and you got the University of Texas. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And being from the Northeast, where you know our biggest football stadium is maybe ten thousand people. No, yeah. Dave's actually been to our best football stadium, uh, alumni stadium, and you could probably fit five alumni stadiums inside Royal Stadium. It's just a scope that I can't comprehend. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So I, again, it, it it blows my mind when I see <laughs> some of the stadiums like back east. When I said we've got high school stadiums that are bigger than some of the stadiums you, you guys you guys have back east. But yeah, I have I have a really soft spot to see that for for DKR for for Royal Memorial and uh, just to see that the how they've kind of grown it up the last uh, especially the last ten years when they've just continually added on to it to kind of try to keep up with the with the with with well unofficially to keep up with what they're doing in in College Station with what the, the Aggies are doing is has been pretty impressive. They've had this this arms race to kind of keep up with the, with their unofficial now rival uh, uh, is, is pretty impressive. So, yeah. And Austin has more going for it than just, oh, yeah. just the university of Texas. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's Austin is this weird, 
this weird conglomeration of being the state capital. It's the tech capital of Texas. It's the entertainment capital of Texas. And it's this college town. So it's got all these weird things kind of all blending together. Uh, and somehow it all kind of coexists. And it's just, a, it's again, begrudgingly, I, it's, it's a really cool place to, 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 to be. So, yeah. And I guess uh, if we were talking about uh, any minor league facilities, we talk a lot of minor league baseball sure. here. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Dell yeah. Diamond is great. Uh, yeah, Dell Diamond is great. Stadiums? Yeah, Dell Diamond is great. Uh, down uh, south of us here in Corpus Christi, Waterworker Field, uh, same organization. Yeah, that's that's really that's really nice. Those are probably my two favorite in Texas. Uh, um, and then uh, where the with the Sugarland. Sugar yeah, that's yeah. great too. I, I love those three stadiums. Those are probably my three favorite in Texas. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, my wife actually enjoyed uh, Round Rock because mm. we stand in the upper deck behind left field and they yeah, have these nice... half yard yeah. margarita yeah. slushies yeah these margarita <laughs> slushies so her and my cousin susan who lives in austin which yeah. we can just talk about the food there how amazing that is yeah. she had a great time the weather was cool uh when we went to sugarland she hated it because it was very humid yeah but well, we again, met up yeah. with uh, one of her friends from college so she had a good time probably the two minor league ballpark experiences that she enjoyed the most uh, we're in Texas. Good. Yeah. Again, yeah. Those are probably my three. Uh, again, if you, I don't know. Again, it's, it's hard to get down to, but yeah. In Corpus Christi, Waterworker Field, probably my, my, my top three. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Would love to. Hey, yeah. And Del Frisco, Diamond. Have you been to Frisco? I haven't been to Frisco yet. That, I kind of leave that to, to, to Mike. So yeah, it's a it's, okay. it's part of the world. So yeah. We could always visit. You know, I, I may do it because I'm a, I'm a Dr. Pepper junkie. It's named after Dr. Oh, Pepper. Yeah. So, Everybody yeah. tells me that's one of their favorite yeah. ballparks and, and i haven't been there yet so uh, I, it is, i'm waiting for the car rentals to go down sure yeah of course yeah uh, it is up near the uh top of my list but we'll talk about that in two weeks sure um yeah dell diamond geez you got a salt lick right in the parking lot yeah <laughs> it's oh, great yeah you can't what a great barbecue kind of, place that was you can't yeah. grow with a salt lick anywhere so oh, yeah they got one tony black in the airport tony salt lick in the parking lot so yeah <laughs> tony black blows it away uh I, ever since I went to Austin, had their barbecue, I've been spoiled. I, I don't like it anywhere else, maybe with the exception of Kansas City. Mm. But uh, oh, Man. Well, I need to go back to Austin sometime yeah. soon. Another topic for another show. Because yeah, yeah. Oh. I think we need to do another food episode one of these days. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Eric. Got the guys um, lined up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Huh? Yeah. So, so have we covered? Have we covered Texas satisfactorily? I mean, big state, little show here. Yeah. But I think we we've hit a lot of highlights. I think so. Yeah, and, uh, and, and a tidy one hour time frame too. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm, I, on my on my to do list in the coming uh, short weeks is uh, the Q's two stadium for uh, MLS in Austin. So I would uh, happily report that in a couple of weeks. So I will let you guys know what I think of that. But uh, I think uh, yeah, I think we're, we've covered a lot of ground here. Oh, one one more question. You said you were you were trying to hit every Division One yeah football team in the state. How many Division One teams are in Texas? Uh, I think the last count there were there were forty. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Forty counting the- FBS, FCS, and then well, there's there's a hundred. No, there's there's forty altogether. So there's forty at every level. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's forty. So yeah. All right. In my six state New England region <laughs> that I cover, there are fourteen. There you go. Well, you know. And you can fit all of them inside of. Probably the biggest one you cover. <laughs> All right, Eric. So, yeah, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And uh, do you want to let our listeners know 
if they want to follow your exploits around the, the great state of Texas, where can they follow you online? And- sure. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Moreno 6477. Uh, that'd be the uh, best way to follow me. Fantastic. Thank you. Again, thanks for joining us, Eric. Perfect. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. All right. So uh, thanks to Eric Moreno for joining us. That was a great discussion about Texas and uh, just a little foreshadowing in two weeks. We're going to talk more about Texas. I'll let you know about that at the end of the show. I'm not so- coming next time. Oh. El Paso. Say El Paso. I'll, I'll El-, El Paso. Have you been there? <laughs> yes, I'll, I have. Yes. Uh, oh, next okay. week, I'll El Paso. <laughs> the Chihuahuas. It's a nice little city. I've not been yeah. in the Ch- I've been to the old ballpark, but not to the Chihuahuas, which they I hear used is to have really the buzzards nice of the w, the WPHL. We're talking about the WPHL. The... Yeah. Texas Western University. But anyway, this is the part of the show. Where we will, yeah, that's right. You ever see that movie? Glory Road. What's it called? Glory yeah. Road. I'm very distracted. But anyway, <laughs> this is the part of the show where we Race. recap our business. It's white people. Where we will recap our business over the last what couple of weeks. What is ever, what is happening? Uh, we're, we're, uh, we need some Ritalin here this show. <sighs> so, uh, so does anyone have any trips over the last couple of weeks? Any visits that we need to recap? Go for it, Mark. I know. Uh, yes, yes. I, I went to Victory Field at Indianapolis. Uh, they hosted the Iowa Cubs for the first time since 1997. So we have a lot of Cubs fans here that are like, "Oh, let's check out the Cubbies." And I think they had a couple other players were down there on reassignment. So uh, got some pretty big crowds during the six-game homestand. I was there Tuesday night to check things out. They open up a new. Uh, club level suite that used to be part of the press box so they booted us all out out to a smaller space but uh it's gorgeous up there and if you're a fan you could buy a ticket for 70 bucks with three other friends and get spoiled and have beautiful views of the stadium so i've talked about victory field quite a bit on here uh one of the best in the business doesn't have to pretend to be anything it's not uh also this saturday went to see the indy 11 USL Championship Club. They were playing at Lucas Oil for the past three years. Now they're back on the campus of IUPUI, which is home to Carroll Stadium. And all that great atmosphere that they lost at Lucas Oil is now back. You have the BYB section supporters. You have the smoke. You have the beer specials. Everything there at this game was $3. Concessions. Food beer, mixed drinks. I was unaware that the beer was $3. I just thought it was like hot dogs and burgers and nachos. But tall boys, 3 bucks. Mixed drinks, 3 bucks. So everybody had a pretty good time there. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a fun atmosphere. Great to see the team playing outdoors. Of course, it's going to suck when we're playing in the uh, middle of a rainstorm. But you got the atmosphere back. So that was, that was the only good thing about Lucas Oil. If it was a cold, rainy night, you had the cover here. You got the atmosphere. So I'd rather have that atmosphere and that passion because, you know, we do like our soccer here in Indy, uh, but we're far away from getting a new stadium built. They, they want to say they have something, but they really don't. And if something pops up, it's going to take at least three, four years. So hopefully, hopefully things work out for the best, but just sort of, we're just kind of in stalemate right now. So those are my two visits. 
And uh, I actually, a couple of weekends ago, took a road trip. Uh, started off the weekend on Friday. I actually took a Friday off and went down to uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Checked out First Energy Stadium, one of the most fun minor league ballparks in the country. You know, whether it's your cup or tea or not is one thing, but you can't deny that it is a unique and fun place. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, it's like a carnival midway when you first come in. Uh, you've got your concessions right off the bat. You've got uh, the Hall of Fame, the Reading Baseball Hall of Fame. You've got mascots everywhere. There was a band playing. It was just, it's energy right when you come in the doors. And then when you cross into the ballpark part, it's vintage 1950s wooden grandstand. So it's really a fantastic place to catch a game. Um, it was a nice quick game. It was pitcher's duel. Of course, it was fireworks night, so the game ended way before it got dark. But that was all right. It was it was great to uh, revisit Reading, and uh, you know, Reading, the city of Reading, has really nasty reputation, right? It's not the greatest place in the world. But we actually were downtown during the day and found a nice brew pub. Not wrong with Reading; it's Scranton. You got to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's not the great place. I haven't seen the whole city, but we found a great brew pub. Had some good food, some good drinks before the game, so it was. It was a great Friday night. From Reading, we went over to Lancaster and uh, checked out the Barnstormers. It was a new ballpark for me. Number 177 on my list. And uh, I really liked it. Clipper Magazine Stadium. It has won awards as you know for its construction, its design. Uh, really nice ballpark. The only thing was there was really no shade there. And it was 90 degrees the day we were there. So. You, you baked a little bit, but we were able to find a spot that had a nice breeze. So once we moved to a different seat, it was a much better experience. But Lancaster is a nice ballpark. The one negative I found to it was the parking situation. So it's Lancaster. Is, I mean, where, 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 where else do you park? Yeah. Lancaster. No, um, I, wasn't pre- I wasn't correcting your pronunciation. I was saying... What's wrong with it? What's they, 15 uh, bucks to park? There are parking lots right next to the front entrance, but they're reserved. You got to b- purchase those spots in advance or they're for season ticket holders. What have yeah. you? So, yeah. as someone who is just coming to the ballpark, you're out in the West 40. Uh, we were parked so far away that it was, again, it was a fireworks night. We ended, we left the game right when the game ended. Fireworks show began and ended before we got to our car. It was quite a hike. But but the ballpark itself it has some nice features. Uh, you can do the 360-degree concourse. It's got a, a kid's play area. Kids can play mini golf. They got a carousel. They got some, some areas where the kids can run around. Um, decent team store, uh, some craft brews, local food. So it was, it was a nice experience. And uh, for the Atlantic League, I would say that was – I've been to a lot of Atlantic League ballparks, and that probably was my favorite one I've been to so far. And so after Lancaster, we started heading home and we stopped in Little Falls, New Jersey and caught the New Jersey Jackals at Yogi Berra Stadium. Um, boy, is this place seen better days. Um, it has. We, I, yeah. I was there about five years ago. <laughs> we hadn't been there in about 10 years and they haven't done anything it's, to the ballpark. The seats um, are bleached, right? They're the kind of faded. Are sunlight bleached out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. God. It's a little ballpark. It's a nice little ballpark. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just nothing, not a whole lot to write home about. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's the, a glorified college stadium. 
Yeah, it's got the Yogi Berra Museum next to it. Hey, but catch this. To, to go into the Yogi Berra Stadium, it's a separate charge from, from the game, and we had to wear masks. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, it was a nice little museum. It doesn't take a whole lot. It wasn't worth the $10. It takes about 10 minutes to go through it. Oh, God. Really? That's how much you're, that, that, that's how desperate they are? Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those ballparks you can walk. You know, it's got the concourse that goes about from first base to third base. So you can explore the whole stadium in about five minutes. Yeah, I, I would say it has the best name of all the ballparks in New Jersey, but it, it's definitely not. It's definitely not one of my favorites. I would not go out of the way yeah. to see a game up there unless you know they had some kind of promotion going on or there was a specific reason. And yet, it's outlasted all of those other New Jersey ballparks. It has, yeah. It's well, most of them anyway, except for Somerset and I mean Sussex, but and uh, Lakewood. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, yeah, well, so it was that, built before Lakewood, but yeah. So that was our long weekend. Uh, Reading, Lancaster, Jersey Jackals. So it was a fun weekend. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the Jackals game, it was it was hot. It was ninety degrees again. So <laughs> even a better better reason. And to it was, leave early. The, oh, there was God. a little tiny piece. It was maybe like ten seats that had shade, and so it was a fight for those ten seats. Yeah, it was funny. There was nobody. It was maybe a crowd, maybe a hundred people. Oh. That's just, and yeah. everybody was jammed over in that one little shady spot. <laughs> and we saw our, our friend, the, uh, the happy trumpeteer or whatever his name is. Uh, huh? The trumpet guy. Yeah, the trumpet guy, Scott Freyer, who, who got oh. mad at us for using his picture that one time. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, it off the internet then. Yeah. No, we actually talked and he was very pleasant to talk to. We talked for a good 10, 15 minutes. Because I was wearing a a Pawtucket fighting Quahog's hat. So he asked, he came up and asked me about it. And uh, then last weekend, the 4th of July weekend, so uh, we went up to Polar Park and caught the Worcester Red Sox again. Our second visit to Worcester, not as fun as the first, even though I had seats this time as compared to the first time where I had to stand the whole game. Uh, we had a big batch of rain over the 4th of July weekend. And all right. As we have mentioned before, Polar Park cost $159.5 million to build. Most expensive minor league ballpark ever built. And guess what? When it rains, the park floods. How about that? It park. says slight oversight. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you couldn't go out to the big right field uh, party deck where all the concessions are out there. Bit of a problem. Yeah. Should have looked into that one. Little, little engineering design flaw mm. there. And also, our seats were on the third base side of the field. And from most spots on the third base side of the field, you cannot see the scoreboard. Okay, well. Another big design flaw. Because they're building a big office complex out in left center field. Okay. So what they did is they pushed the scoreboard way over near the foul pole. Mm -hmm. And, so and they spent the how much on this? One hundred fifty-nine point five million. That seems like a problem. So you got the third base concourse, and then you've got party decks that jut out almost at a right angle, maybe a uh, maybe a thirty-degree, forty-five-degree angle. A baseball and fan did not design this ballpark. You're saying? No, I think a committee no. designed it, and it's like, let's we can need this, we need this, we need this, we need this. I'm sure that that office building is going to bring a lot of money into the team, so that's why that took priority. But yeah, to move that scoreboard way over there, so half the stadium can't see it. Not a great design. Um, I did have fun at Polar Park. I do like Polar Park. Not my favorite. Uh, you know, 
I know a lot of the people. Well, I don't know a lot of people. I know some people who are still there with the team. Bumped into one of them during the game, and he said, how about this place? This place is magnificent. And I just said, <laughs> Rick, I said, Rick, it's middle of the pack for me. And he, he couldn't believe it. Rick, it floods. I <laughs> ban you from Polar Park. No. Um, and you know said, what? I, There's better seltzer water out there. <laughs> oh, man. You know what, though? I did have an orange dry soda. Life changing. that. Life changing. Really? It was. Life changing. I don't think you can get that out here. It's an it's orange soda, but it tastes more like a, a citrus soda. It was really. I really enjoyed it. But then I looked at the the uh, the nutritional information. One bottle is three hundred calories. So I was like, sounds uh, about right. Yeah. That's that's my one. <laughs> oh, three hundred dang. Three hundred calories. 300 one calories. That's like a Big Mac. Three hundred calories. One great taste. So, so I washed out my. My helmet size nachos with a 300 calorie soda, so I didn't eat oh, for the rest of the well, week. Welcome, diabetes. The sodium intake. <laughs> yeah, after I just turned 55 yeah. and I'm way too heavy. Great. And now I'm eating nachos. Well, Paul, it was a fun run. And drinking a oh. bottle of soda. Hey, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out. <laughs> it was a good run. <laughs> so, drinking a bottle so of snaps. That was my weekend. Uh, Worcester Pull Apart. I still recommend it. It's still a good ballpark. Yeah, but it's not perfect. And when I talk about these design flaws, it's just that price tag. Like, you spent this much, and is this much wrong with it? Ballpark designed by committee never works. I'm just, the The flood thing is a problem. That's a slight problem. The scoreboard, whatever. The 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 flooding that seems like something you shouldn't overlook. Yeah. They they have uh, finished the construction on the outfield. The berm is almost ready for. Did they finish construction on the dam yet? <laughs> no, the, the right field area that flooded it's elevated, so it, the Worcester wall is twenty feet tall, and it's got seats on top of it. So this is about 40, 50 feet up in the air. So I think, and they they coated it. It's not paved. It's got this weird clay surface that's kind of smushy when you walk on it. So I think it's more of a drainage problem that they need to work out. Just drill a hole in there and yeah, big hole, big plunger, you know, PC, but, PVC pipe. <laughs> so, those are my trips anyway. So, uh, gentlemen, do we have any trips coming up for the next fortnight? Dave, you're getting close up there in Canada, maybe, get, get maybe close. we'll see. Um, the well and jackfish. I don't know. I, the Mo I, Montreal Canadians look pretty good up there, <laughs> look pretty good in there. Yeah, that that, that was funny. Where you know, only only twenty five hundred people allowed inside, but there was, you know, three times that nice super spreader event outside, yeah. Yeah. shoulder to shoulder. Makes yeah, sense, dumbass. That was awesome. Um, no, I I'm thinking of going to some uh, intercounty baseball this weekend. Although the intercounty baseball league is in a a bit of a state of flux, so in Waterloo we're are we're not quite at the same level of openness as. Uh, as the rest of the province. So um, the Guelph Royals have already pulled out of the season. Uh, mm -hmm. Kitchener has said if they, the Kitchener Panthers have said if they can't start next week, uh, then they're done. So that sort of brings into question what, what's up with the rest of the league. But uh, I might just head down to, to Welland to see the Welland Jackfish. So that's, I'm hoping. Fish. Yeah, it's a former minor league ballpark. Should be fun. Yes. I've been there before. I saw the Niagara Stars of the very short-lived 
oh, Canadian whoa. Baseball League there. That 03, yeah, 2003. How about you, Mark? You got anything planned for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, Sunday I'm going to do a doubleheader in Fort Wayne. You're going to check out the uh, Fort Wayne Tin Caps. And then Fort Wayne FC is playing there in the USL League 2. It's their last game of the season. Not quite sure what to expect. They play at a high school field. But I've seen crowds from anywhere from about 3,500 to about 750. So I hope we get one of those 3,000 crowds because uh, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool to see. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, doubleheader Sunday, 1 o'clock, 6 o'clock. And Columbus Crew, they just opened up their new stadium. I'm debating if I'm going to drive out there on the 17th. That would be a Saturday. So, uh, Meg says it's mine if I want to review it. So definitely like to check out their new their new grounds. That's about a two and a half hour drive from where I am, and I didn't go out there for the MLS Cup, so I better get out there for their new stadium. Not that it's going away anytime soon, but a little excited, a little giddy about new MLS uh, facilities. Nice. And as for myself, I don't have anything written or set in stone right now. Uh, because, you know, we do have a big trip coming up in three weeks. So for the next couple of weeks, we're probably going to keep it local. We are thinking about hitting up the uh, the Mystic Schooners of the New England Collegiate League next weekend. And the following weekend, the New England League is having its all-star game at Cardine's Field in Newport. So we're probably going to hit that up because that's pretty close to home. And what's interesting about that is we've talked about Cardine's Field, and I think we've shared pictures Right behind the outfield fence are a bunch of houses. And they're planning as part of the All-Star game to have a home run derby, a home run hitting contest. So if I were one of the people who lived in one of those houses, would not be happy about a home run contest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see a lot of shadow, you know, going there to see how many windows get hit. Might be worth the price of admission alone. So if we go anywhere, you know, we're look, probably looking at Mystic and Newport. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for this week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thank you to the folks who have been following along on Twitch. Uh, Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? Dan Law, 8-3, everywhere. All right, Mark, how about yourself? Where can our listeners find you? Ballpark Hunter on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Check out my latest videos and also check out some cool videos of ballparks on Stadium Journeys YouTube page. There's a couple coming up this week and next week. Very nice. Hey, where can our listeners follow you online? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Profan9. Into right now, Don Yeager. Timely, of course, the uh, tarnished Heisman. Uh, just finished Ed Arnold's Hockey Town, all about the Peterborough Peets. I don't know why uh, Peterborough Peets are like the only OHL team that people write books about, but it was pretty good. And uh, audiobook into uh, the extra 2% by Jonah Carey, which is really fascinating, all about how the Tampa Bay Rays took over the American League East on, like, no money. I don't think they're in first place right now, though. And you can follow my state of journeys on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. And don't forget to check out our website, stadiumjourney.com. Like, follow, share, and subscribe across any or all of the platforms, whichever one you like, you can pick and choose. We don't care. Well, if you take one, we'll be happy. You have all four or five or eight. We're happy there, too. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Stadium Journey. 
And you can find the Stadium Journey podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network on whatever podcast app you use. And we're also on Spotify. And remember, for those of you who are watching this at a later time, we simulcast live every other Tuesday night at 8 Eastern at twitch.tv slash danlaw83. And we will all be back in two weeks. That will bring us to July 20th. But we'll be joined by Stadium Journey correspondent Michael Davis to talk about sports venues of Dallas and Northern Texas. That's right. We're staying in Texas two shows in a row. Until then, be safe with your Stadium Journeys as things open back up. And we'll see you on the road. Across the desert, bear man. I breathe the mountain air man. I've traveled, I've had my share man. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere.